Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as yours, This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> Warning. This episode contains foul language and graphic post-mortem details. Keep it weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal. Well, you'll hear this in a few minutes. What you're about to listen to is a recording of our very first live show this past weekend. It went so well and we had such a wonderful time. We were invited to perform alongside another fully female-produced podcast called Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist to help promote an up-and-coming tea and bookshop in Los Angeles called The Swallow's Flight, which will also be owned and operated by a lady. We brought some serious girl power alongside our books, tea, tales of feminism, murder, and mayhem. And because it's a recording of our live show and we're not millionaires with impeccable equipment, the audio is not our usual weekly quality. But I do have a girl power, adorable story to tell you very quickly. So we knew we'd be performing directly after Keegan and Madigan of Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. And we also were under the impression that we actually wouldn't have speakers like loudspeakers to use for the live recording. But when we got there, there were speakers that we could use if we could figure out how to use them. So Keegan and I went straight to work while the event was in full swing and used the Keep It Weird mics for the loudspeakers and set up the Angry Neighborhood Feminist mics to record the audio of us with the audience. And we set up a second Keep It Weird mic to try and record audio from a different angle of the room as well. Uh, It didn't work out. And not only did we use each other's mics, we set up each other's space We edited and sent each other the audio and our promos to use in our episodes, and we even contributed to each other's podcasts with personal stories. Now, this could have easily been a moment to try and upstage one another or tell each other that we wouldn't allow the others to use our equipment for their portion of the show, but that didn't cross any of our minds. Not once. And we both presented an incredible hour of entertainment. And I can't speak for the other gals, but as for me, I felt extraordinarily honored to be able to share the day with them. It was each of our first live performances for our podcast. So it was a really cool experience and uh, we really enjoyed their show. So stay tuned at the end of this episode for a quick promo for Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist and absolutely check out their show. 
Now, there will not be a new episode of Keep It Weird next week, but we will be recording another edition of Hometown Haunts. And this time, we'll be chatting about Iowa. And boy, do I have a scary story for you. <laughs> Uh, and for our Keep It Weird patrons, this weekend, we've got another mini-sode with Handsome Joe dropping, and he's going to tell you what he thought of last week's listener ghost stories. If you have any questions, comments, or topics that you want us to cover, you know where to send them. Keep it weirder at gmail.com, or you can shoot them over to our Facebook or Instagram page. Now enjoy the live show, and for all the ladies out there... Keep kicking ass. Do you guys want to talk about murder? Always. Do you guys want to talk about haunted places? Yeah. <laughs> One question really quick. Is oh. anyone too cold? <laughs> okay, great. I can turn up the heat. Oh, yeah, flip our little sign. Ashley's so cute. She brought this little sign for us. So Keep it weird. I went to Target. And Target. It was $13.50. Can't beat that. We're sponsored by Target. <laughs> We're not sponsored by anyone. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Hi, weirdo. I'm Ashley. I'm Lauren. This is Keep It Weird, and we are the podcast for all things strange, strange unusual, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and, and everything, everything in between. between. It's rare that we get that right. So, <laughs> so this is a moment for this is celebration. A big moment, guys. Thank you. Um, do you like me, Swan? Yes. I'm still Jimmy confused. Got that for me. Thank you, Jimmy. I'm still confused so about he, it. He won it at Bingo. Oh, at Bingo. He won the swan at Bingo, and now it's my swan, so. Yay. Hi, swan. So we are Keep It Weird. We are the podcast for all things strange and unusual. Each week we get together, usually with one of our friends, co-workers, occasionally an expert, but usually it's just a prince, and we talk about something strange and unusual. Bizarre, unexplained. Alien. Well, here's the thing. We try and separate ourselves from other paranormal podcasts in the sense that, like, we're not just sharing stories with each other. It's not just like, isn't this a weird thing that happened? Yeah, that's weird. What about my weird thing? We try and actually like investigate these things and do like some pretty in-depth research to find out different ideas of what's going on. So instead of just, it's a ghost, it's like, it could be, could it be another dimension, things? it could be extraterrestrial, etc., etc. We like to talk about theories. We like to really dig in and try and but, see what's going on. We must say, we don't know shit about no. shit. So, we don't know anything. No. So when I say we discuss theories, it's it might we just be garbage. other people's theories. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We never know what we're talking about, but boy, sure is it fun. So usually our episodes are like three and a half hours long, and so is this one today. So strap <laughs> uh, Just kidding. So we it's going to be hard to condense to 30 super minutes. Hard. We, we were like, what the hell do we talk about for half an hour. Yeah. We can talk we go on and on. So, we decided to reach out to our listeners and ask them if you could listen to half an hour more of any of our episodes, which episode would it be? And we got a ton of responses, and it basically came down to conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Which is... One of our best episodes you all need to listen bananas, to. Bananas. Or 
Hollywood. Holly Weird is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, our Holly Weird episode was a couple months ago. Yeah. It was a two-parter. It was this year. And we basically talked about unsolved Hollywood murders, Hollywood hauntings, weird Hollywood. Did we talk about the witch house? I don't think we did. Okay. We talked about Natalie Wood and called it Yachts Queen. Yachts. <laughs> it was it was a pretty solid episode title. She died on a yacht. Yacht. Special La Fox. Yeah, it was a fun time. Anyways, it was a good time. So today we are... We're continuing. Hello. Holly Weird. Today we're continuing Holly Weird. We've got some haunted stories for you. We've got some murder and something special. We got some conspiracies for you. Lauren is going to start today. Well, first yeah. of all, here. Okay, hold on. Because we oh. are also recording this for our listeners. And a lot of our listeners, so we're from Southern Illinois. A lot of our listeners are Ooh. from the Midwest. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thanks for the cheer for Southern <laughs> Illinois, guys. So, yeah. Midwest. Midwest. So a lot of our listeners are from Southern Illinois. And I don't know if they know what a pop-up is. Sure. Like, can we explain it to my mom? That's true. Okay. I think my parents wouldn't understand hey, mom, what this is. We're at a pop-up in downtown LA at a adorable fucking venue. Sorry, excuse my language. This is going to contain some foul language, by the yeah, way, sorry. just in case anyone's <laughs> confused about that. We're at a venue downtown called As We Dwell. It's adorable. And we are actually at a pop-up event for a future brick-and-mortar tea and bookshop mm-hmm. called The Swallow's Flight. Yes. Now, a pop-up is essentially, again, you guys all know what this is because you are in the building <laughs> currently, <laughs> but mom in Southern Illinois, a pop-up is essentially a preview of what's to come, of what's to come yes. for a future business, yes. or sometimes current businesses have yeah. pop-ups as well. So essentially, we're in this adorable space. And Arielle, who invited us today, I don't know where she is, but she's adorable and she's wonderful and we love her so much, invited us today to perform. She's going to be opening the Swallows Flight tomorrow, hopefully. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need it immediately. I would really like it now. Too. Anyway, all these that's all, Mom. Thank you for listening to the show every week. Thanks, um, Mom. Thanks, Pam. Pam. Mm-hmm. Pam. My mom's name's Pam. Hi, Pam. Hey, Pam. Yeah. Everybody say hi, Pam. She's gonna love it. <laughs> She's gonna flip out. She shares all of our social media posts. Like she, the little share the button on is, Facebook. She doesn't share any of the captions. It's just the photo. So sometimes we'll post some like weird ass picture with a caption that makes sense, and she just reposts the photo. Yeah. And all of her older friends are like, "What? What's happening?" I, mean, I think she posted chupacabra one time. She just posted like, a picture. Of Chupacabra. And was like, here you go, folks. Go. Facebook, enjoy. All my nursing friends from years of nursing. Here's a Chupacabra. Hope no explanation. It. None needed. Anyways, thanks, Mom. Uh, so we're going to get right into it with some haunted locations. We're going to start with some haunts. So, yes, this episode is called Holly Weird. Holly Weird. Going to dive into a haunted hotel that some old Hollywood folks used to stay at, and that is apparently bonkers and super haunted now. We're downtown, so I thought this was also appropriate. Has anyone heard of the Alexandria Hotel? Yeah, which is now housing. You can live in apartments there, really cool lofts. 
So back in the day, all the Hollywood stars were there in the 20s and 30s. It was where you went to be seen. It was They hosted just so many Hollywood hotshots in there. It was the place to be. It is said that Charlie Chaplin, Rudolph Valentino, James Cagney roamed these halls. Also, Presidents Taft and Wilson and Roosevelt stayed there. Good old Teddy. So you know it's haunted. You know it's haunted. Also, that heartthrob Winston Churchill stayed there. Making me sweat. Woo! Hot stuff. So it opened in 1906. It was this big, fancy hotel in the heart of downtown. It was the only hotel of its kind right now. It was the only hotel. It was the only hotel. I mean, it might have been. But it was the first one to be like, we're going to be lavish and crazy and host all the stars. So everyone was staying here. But sadly, the Biltmore Hotel, which we all know and love, and that we did a paranormal investigation of back in the day. Here's the thing. Episode 13. So we did a paranormal investigation at the Millennium Biltmore. And also, by the way, I brought my laptop today. We caught some EVPs at the Millennium Biltmore that are like, Kind of crazy. They're if nice. anyone wants to listen to them after this, we'll all just, crowd around yeah, the laptop. Flag me down. So we love the Biltmore, but love sadly, it. because the Biltmore came along in 1923, not long after the Alexandria had been around, the Alexandria kind of decayed. It went exactly. downhill. Um, not too many people were staying there anymore. I mean, the Biltmore hosted some of the first ever Academy Awards, so like they were yeah. doing things. They were doing it right. The Alexandria fell upon hard times. Eventually, closed as a hotel reopened as low-income housing in the 60s, and then in the early 2000s became the lofts and cool things that we see today. It's been renovated a ton of times. I think even as recent as 2008, they did That's a renovation. That's a recipe for disaster. That's what I was about to say. When renovations happened, very old buildings, ghosties. old hotels, the ghosties come out of the walls. They do. And they come to check out what these horrible people are doing to their and home. And they get lost. They do get it's lost. It's really sad for This them. wall wasn't here once. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Walk through it? I don't know. But, <laughs> so now, I mean, it's a very cool spot. They added a restaurant to the first floor. The basement underneath is now a comedy club. Like, Ooh. there's cool stuff going on. And you can live there if you want a room with some ghosties. Feel free. Is it, like, nice? Like, it's nice. It's yeah, nice they've house. made it. The renovations are nice. Yeah, the outside still kind of has its original old flair. But then the inside, they've really taken care of it. So, it's actually the people that live there who have the weirdest stories about the Alexandria, and they're the reason that we know about all the bizarre stuff that has gone down. So the hotel has a long history, very famous guests, actors who have stayed there, but it also has a history of violence once it started to decay. I love go, go down. <laughs> oh, God. Keep going. Keep going with violence. So it lost its luster back in the day, and it became a hub for folks to stay when they were doing, you know, the not-so-fancy stuff. They'd come, and it is said that there were reports of domestic abuse consistently, affairs gone wrong in rooms, sometimes even accounts of death between members of the mob when they would meet there. Um, apparently, that basement that's now the comedy club used to be, like, the mafia's meetup spot. Like, it was basically just tunnels and a dungeon-like room. It's creepy ass, like, horrible. I miss it. I miss I wish it was still there. <laughs> now it's there. just a comedy club. Um, so they would have their meetings there, and at times I think there were even some kill-off situations. And the Kill-off situations? The hotel just kind of had What's to turn a blind eye. They killed someone off for talking or looking at them the wrong way, you know? I know. The hotel just kind of had to turn a blind eye. The past was dangerous. The past was dangerous. Good thing we're so safe today. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. What a world. What a world. 
So yeah, now guests who attend the comedy club that's in that basement now say that like sometimes you just enjoy your night there and it's great, but other times you can feel a cold air blow through as you're in there. You might see someone standing against a wall in the distance. You see a shadow go by. You'll turn, and then when you turn back, they're gone. So it's a real roll of the dice situation. Yes, exactly. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're getting. But sometimes it just makes people feel off. Like, there's just something weird about it because, you know, it was a dungeon of murder back in the day. So, you know, it's a little weird. Back when it was hopping. (laughs) When it was hopping. One of the most famous ghosts seen around the comedy club, the hotel bar, pretty much all over the hotel. This is crazy to me, but several accounts of this were on the internet. Is a woman in black. Some people see her. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> woman in black. It's so exciting. What's better? Hold on. What's better? A woman in black or a woman in white? Black, for sure, right? I mean, yeah. Was okay. that a Go question? Just, okay. You know. So there's this woman in black. Sometimes you'll just see her in a black dress and that's it. Woman in black. Some people see her in a veil with a crown of thorns on her head. And at times she has scrapes and bruises and blood coming down from her head. Depending on who you are and what mood she's in, you know? She is my hero. Everything. So we have to go to the Alexandria and try and find her. I'm going to be here for Halloween. You should be. No one will get it but me. And And you guys. And my mom. (laughs) <laughs> Pam! Pam. Pam will get it. So what, how, why, when, I don't understand why she's there, but she's been seen walking down hallways. Yeah. She'll appear out of the corner of your eye and vanish, just like some of these other little ghosties. This mysterious woman has caused many people to not even stick around. Like You're people, making them sound so adorable. I know, I love the word ghost. Oh, little ghouly Little, little ghouly um, so people sometimes will leave the apartment. They'll move in for a couple of months, and then they're like, oh, hell no, because they see Crown of Thorns, Lady in Black, and they're like, please, no. So I can't really keep tenants for too long, but... How one, cheap is the rent? That's a great question. You I should them? have looked that up. No. Does anyone have a phone? <laughs> Let's call them right now on air. So one current tenant took to the internet to explain his experiences in the Alexandria. He's been living there since 2005 when apartments first opened up there and were a little bit nicer. So I thought I would give his little first-hand account that he sent in. So he said, when I first moved in, me and a good friend who didn't like the idea that I was staying there at the Alexandria were checking out the ballrooms and other cool places in the building that we had heard rumors about. We went to a few spots, and I was totally mesmerized with the beauty of these old rooms. Like, it's a beautiful place, old ballrooms, it's great. Yeah. Um, we went, it was when we went to the ballroom on the second floor that something weird happened. Oh, the second floor. I was walking through, just checking it out with my friend, and we must have been in there about five, ten minutes at the most, and I suddenly noticed my friend taking off out the door and around the corner. I didn't know who or what he was after, but I do know whatever he thought he saw shook him up pretty bad. I asked him what he had seen, and he swore up and down that he saw a woman in 20s-type dress standing there, and when he went toward her, she walked down the hallway very quickly, went around the corner, and disappeared completely. Okay. He tried calling after her, but she just kept walking, and I've never seen my friend look that shaken before. To this day, he won't go near that ballroom or in the building, really, unless I am with him holding his hand. Holding his hand? Basically. I think it might have just been like a... Nope. Oh, literally. Fingers laced. Fingers laced. In my head. So the elevators in the building are another interesting story, he says. The elevators have always been rumored to be very haunted, and sometimes whatever entity or spirit that lives at the Alexandria likes to ride up to the ballroom on the third floor, 
I've been there on more than one occasion just trying to get to my floor, trying to get to my apartment, and without notice, out of nowhere, with the floor not being pressed, the elevator will go to the third floor, doors open, and we sit there forever like it's waiting for someone or something to get on. No, thank you. Sometimes it will sit, sometimes it will open and shut very quickly, and then it's on its way to whatever floor you have chosen to get off on. It also likes to go to the legendary ninth floor, which everyone that has ever lived there or gone there knows is haunted. It's titled the Ghost Wing or the Phantom Wing because (laughs) it's a part of the ninth floor that is completely sealed off and no one can enter it. It's like bricked up. You can't get to it. The only way to enter it is if you climb like up on the roof and scale the wall and pop in a window. There's no way to get to it. It's sealed off. No one officially knows why either. It's very mysterious. But it's rumored that weird and unexplainable things happened there when the wing was open, and it had to be shut down and not available is, to the public. Okay, is there dun, a tenth? Dun, 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 dun. Is there a tenth floor? Yes, because there are twelve uh, floors. To I was them. gonna say because what if like there's no actual ninth floor, <laughs> and they just did that to like lure people like me right. in who wanted the ghost. There's never thing. been a ninth floor. It's just oh, okay. this mystery. No, there definitely is. There's 12 floors, so never mind. There is a floor there. There is a floor there, and then there's the sealed-off wing that you can't even get to, which is just bonkers banana town to me, and I don't understand why people don't question it more. It's so mysterious. So, to the surprise of absolutely no one, paranormal investigators that have been able to scale the wall literally did that crazy thing that I said. Went up to the roof, scaled the wall, hopped in the window said, of course, no surprise, that they felt an extremely negative energy and that it just felt wrong and they couldn't stay in there for longer than a few minutes. Well, think about it. There's not a lot of oxygen in that sealed off room. Right? So uh, no airflow. Maybe they're feeling, um, I can't breathe right now. <laughs> chest is tight. That's actually very true. But I can't breathe right now. We can explain it away. And it's Ghost. dusty. It's dusty and horrible. Nobody goes in there. It's awful. So, investigators also found that Rudolph Valentino's old unit, which is still available to live in, is extremely haunted, and weird noises come from it all the time. Most people don't rent the actual unit, but they'll live across the Wait hall a from minute. it and complain about it. Rudolph Valentino? Mm-hmm. And then there's also a woman in black? Uh-huh. And also Charlie Chaplin is rumored Excuse to have Excuse me, do you guys know about the woman in black? Yes. At Rudolph Valentino's grave in Hollywood yes. Forever Cemetery? Mm-hmm. Hello! We've talked about it before. Have we? I mean, yeah, of course we have. So, I know. We've We've done so many episodes, it's hard. Just listen to the show. So, yeah, there's some famous ghosts. You might see Valentino. You might see Charlie Chaplin. You might see Crown of Thorns Lady. Just, you know, go check it out. And that's kind of all the stories that I have to say of, like, the weird things that go on. We could probably dig into it for another hour, but trying to cut it short. But as far as we were saying before, we like to talk about theories and what could possibly be going on. Most people say that it wasn't until the early 2000s that activities started to really when they take place. Renovating. And it's right when the renovation started. So that goes with the theory of when you start knocking down walls and changing things, that's the most like, paranormal yeah. activity. And the thing is, if you, if like, say you're, you're listening right now and you're like, ghosts aren't real. Sure. I'm flabbergasted. You can um, think that. So... There's also theories about multiple dimensions. Like, we are not the only dimension in this space, and that's another theory for, like, paranormal activity, that it's not necessarily, like, a dead person walking around, but it's actually just a person in another dimension. Or if you look at it as, like, a timeline theory, this actually fits even better, where everything that's ever happened or is going to happen is happening right now. So say you think your house is haunted because you keep seeing, like, a girl in your house. It could just be you in the past. I know that that's, like, 
like that blows your mind. But that is an actual theory that people have. You have and to put everything out there. If you renovate a space, for example, like if you if you knock down a wall or put up a wall, how is the past going to blend in with that new space? Right. There's going to be some like energy that's that's blocked or energy that's bouncing off the walls, and that could potentially be what you're experiencing. What you're experiencing right. is not necessarily someone who died who's like, right, get, move on. I don't know. And as far as feeling like the weird energy and the weird vibes that they were saying, that could be, you know, a negative energy trapped. We've also talked about that where it's yeah. not necessarily a person that you're seeing, but you're feeling an old energy that was left behind. Yeah. There was violence that occurred here. There was death. There was lots of unhappiness well, here at this hotel, and that could mm-hmm. just be residual. Yeah, Einstein has the theory. Is it Einstein that has a theory about energy, right? About how energy, you know, the theory Um, about how like energy is never created or destroyed; Mm -hmm. it just like is. Mm -hmm. So, if for example, there was actually a really cool study. Do I have time to tell it? I don't. Okay, no, I'll do it really quickly. So there was a really cool study. Where they tested the energy of a person with, like, one of those, like, heat camera situations. And they tested the energy of, like, a normal person sitting in a chair. The person walks away, and you see, like, the energy slowly dissipate. Then they had the same person come into the same room. They had them sit there, and they had them get up, like, worked up and angry and, like, pissed off. And then get up and walk away. The energy, it took twice as long for the energy to dissipate from that space when the person had an emotional reaction. So if you think about it, if there was like an axe murder right fucking now, how long would that horrifying energy energy stay in this room? Because it wouldn't just be like, I got murdered. That's horrible for me. Also, the person to be angry enough to chop me up with an axe, their anger. Also, if y'all were watching and horrified, your horrified feelings. How long would that take to dissipate from this space? Exactly. That's why I think there's so, so much negativity yeah. hanging around there. It's wild. It is wild, wild woolly. Also, a little honorable mention shout out. I almost talked about the Knickerbocker Hotel, which is in the heart I of Hollywood. I like the way it looks. Knickerbocker. It's fun. And now it's also housing that you can live in. But what's funny is Charlie Chaplin has also said to be seen at that hotel. He's okay. everywhere. You know where he's else he's really seen? making his rounds? Hollywood Boulevard. Oh. Walking around with his cane, swinging it around. He makes you pay him to take it's a It's so photo. weird to take a picture. He's the rudest yeah, ghosty. Right. I had to do it one more time. I'm sorry. Ghosty. Ghosty. That's all I got. Right. Haunted hotels. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So. Oh, gosh. Are you about to blow my yes. mind with something? Okay. Has anyone... Hello. Oh. Has anyone heard of the screenwriter, Gary DeVore? Boy, oh, boy. Okay. So, he was actually... He had a pretty successful writing career in the 80s. He wrote The Dogs of War, starring Christopher Walken, who was mm. featured heavily on our last Holly Weird episode yes, for a murder clear. he may or may not have been involved in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Natalie Wood. And Natalie Wood. Um, he also wrote Running Scared with Billy Crystal and Gary oh. Hines. And he wrote Raw Deal, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. He actually became really good friends with Arnold and Kurt Russell and Tommy Lee Jones. He was Tommy Lee Jones' best man at his wedding. What a guy. He really, like, took to the Hollywood lifestyle. He married, like, 
four models, like four different models. He dated Janet Jackson for a while. He was real into it, if you know what I'm saying. He loved it. (laughs) He was kind of, he was a little bit like the Michael Bay of the 80s. Okay. Obviously, like from his list of movies, he was an action movie guy. Yeah. I like it. Well, Gary disappeared in 1997. It was actually... (laughs) It's casual. It's really sad. It actually was one of the most high-profile missing person cases in American history, despite the fact that I haven't heard of it once in my entire life. I don't even know who he is. Right? Um, I've never heard of him or his death. Yes, death. (laughs) His body was found one year later. One year. Strapped into his Ford Explorer and submerged beneath the California aqueduct. No. Yeah. So what? There are several strange things about this disappearance and his death. Like, for instance, when he disappeared, he was driving home through the desert, having just finished a film script unlike anything he's ever written, of which I will get to later. Ooh. Um, now, the original theory the police had was that he hit the barriers on the California aqueduct and flipped into the water below. However, the script, which was on his computer, and both of his hands were not in the car with him. What? So, his hands? He just drove into the aqueduct and and lost his hands. hands. His hands just fell. That's what happens. LAPD, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, what? It should also be noticed that they thoroughly searched the aqueduct during the initial disappearance, like during the investigation. They found no signs of impact on the rails or anywhere else for that matter. So if he had, first of all, he'd have to be going the opposite direction of traffic. And he would have to, I mean, there would be like tire marks or there would be impact marks, something. Yes. We would see something on the rails. Like, oh, exactly. And also... For this theory to have checked out, like I said, he would have had to have driven three miles against traffic without being seen, and the lights were off in the SUV when it was found, so he would have had to do it in complete darkness. Right. Or during the day. But if a car was driving in the opposite direction for yeah. three miles on the interstate during the day and Someone then flipped over the rails and into the aqueduct, I feel like maybe one person in <laughs> At least Los one witness would have seen this yeah, happen. I would say so. So unless he slowly found a way to lower his own SUV into the aqueduct, get rid of his laptop with the script, cut off and dispose of his own hands, and turn off his lights before drowning himself to death. Plausible. I think he was murdered. <laughs> I think so. So before we get to the script, I'm so sorry I keep dangling that carrot in front of you. It's a real treat. Let's talk about the hands. Yes, please. The hands. Okay, so... Just to clear it up, there were hands found in the car. What? But they weren't his. Someone else's hands were in the car? Hands were in the car. So, okay, here's what happened. Hands were found in the car, not attached to his body. Sure. Now, that's not... That's not the craziest thing in the world. Like, he, he'd been there for a year, underwater, submerged, decomposing. Yeah. Say, like, he crashed and, like, broke his, I don't know, like, broke his wrists. You know That's how great. you do. Broke your wrists. Like, if his hands fell off, like, it's not impossible. It's improbable, but it's not impossible. Okay. However, 
The shocking part comes when the testimony from the coroner says that one, the hand remains do not match the records of Gary DeVore. I would lose my damn Because mind. Gary DeVore had a crazy pinky. What does that mean? Have you seen Denzel Washington's pinky? No. What does it look like? Has anyone seen Denzel Washington's pinky? What does Thank it do? you, Joe. Okay, Denzel Washington's pinky points away from his body. Like, like it sticks it's, out? Yeah, I don't know if it's a fake pinky or if it's like a broken pinky, but it literally takes a hard right. <laughs> and it points away from his person. Oh, okay. And you can see it sometimes in movies, like especially lower just budget. <laughs> lower budget Denzel Washington movies, you can see this crazy pink. I'm looking for it. Watch it. Okay. So anyways, Gary also had a crazy pink. Okay. Crazy and pink, pink. it was not a part of the hand so, that was found. Ooh. Not only that, but the coroner, the human hands supposedly recovered from divorce car were in fact possibly close to 200 years old. Oh my God. What? <laughs> what is your story? Uh, oh. 200 years old. They were so old that they couldn't get DNA from them. Like, they could get DNA from the rest of his body. That's how they figured out that it was him. But the hands were so old that they could not extract DNA. Where the hell are these hands from? Who just threw some random old hands in a car? I don't know. And where are his hands? Where are his hands? Where's the pinky? (laughs) So, okay. This might shed some light on it for you. The script. Okay. Like I said earlier, it was unlike anything Gary had written before. This script was part biographical and was full of allegations against the U.S. government. Interesting. Involving drugs, bank robbery, and it was all set against one of the 20th century's most controversial wars, the invasion of Panama. Hmm. So, but like, so what? So many Hollywood scripts are written and movies are produced, you know, that are controversial or that are anti-United States or anti-CIA and no one gets murdered for them. Right. right? It's not necessarily a Exactly. However, in this case, Gary, <laughs> old Gary, had a working relationship with the CIA. Like a uh, personal relationship with the CIA. Now we see. Gary worked at Area 52 and he even traveled to South America with the military. Oh. He was a little more than an acquaintance of a man named Chase Brandon who was the face of the CIA's Hollywood office. Why does the CIA have a Hollywood office? Did you all just ask that question? I did. Um, I got to. So during our <laughs> conspiracy theory episode, we talked a little bit. Does anyone know what Project Mockingbird is? Okay, so Ooh, it was a huge conspiracy, conspiracy theory for a long time that the CIA had plants within the United States media, newspapers, news programs, uh, magazines, etc., etc., that would control the media. They would control the stories that got out. They would control how news was delivered. And tinfoil hats all around lit up with this conspiracy theory. Turns out that's an actual thing called Project Mockingbird. The CIA has plants in all forms of our media in the United States. CIA also has a Hollywood office. Why? Why on earth? Why? What are they Why? doing? Why? I'll tell you. So, you have all the notes, answers. First of all, my notes look like a crazy person wrote them <laughs> because I went bananas. Looks like you were grading a paper. What I happened? Have- so the CIA Hollywood office, according to the Central Intelligence Agency's website, 
The entertainment industry liaison, which is what they call it, collaborates with the entertainment industry in order to give a more accurate depiction of the men and women of the CIA, the skill, innovation, and commitment to public service, service that defines them. That's a direct quote from the CIA website. Okay. The, set, uh, the website even says, if you are part of the industry and are working on a project that deals with the CIA, we may be able to help you, which sounds like a... Setup. Yep. It's like, where are you going with this? If yes. you're making, if you're making a movie about us, come on over. We're, We're here. To no, We're here shit. to cut off some hands. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, and I read this, so that's what the CIA says that their Hollywood office is all about, which is okay. Fine, CIA, sure it is. But last year, two researchers wrote a report on the vast scale of U.S. government control in Hollywood, including the ability to manipulate scripts or even prevent films from being made. And they got this info from scouring thousands of U.S. military intelligence documents obtained under the Freedom of Information Act. This was after, you know, Snowden released all those documents. 4,000 pages about the CIA in Hollywood controlling what we do and do not see in movies. It's pretty insane. So pretty insane. And taken off hands. So, <laughs> back to DeVore, very quickly. If he was working for, for the government, he obviously uncovered some pretty disturbing shit to make him change his ideology and right. write this story. Yeah. And basically, his movie promised to reveal the real reason for the war. It suggested that we invaded Panama as a diversion to grab Manuel Noriega, who's the dictator of Panama, okay. because... Noriega had incriminating photos of senior U.S. officials. Now, incriminating usually means sex. Some nudes. And usually the kind that ruin your career and your life. Right. So, this script basically suggested that what he learned from working with directly with the CIA and investigating the CIA is that we invaded Panama to get these documents, these photos and videos of high-level U.S. officials. Whoa. So to this day, no one knows what happened. Um, it should be mentioned that multiple witnesses reported an unmarked black helicopter taking pictures of Gary's vehicle as it was retrieved from the aqueduct in 1998. The lead private investigator on the case discovered it was not a police helicopter, a news helicopter, nor was it from a nearby Air Force. Of course not. His we know widow who was. Who? I don't know. See <laughs> <laughs> We know who it was. Tom. Um, So his widow, the week after he went missing, his widow was visited by the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and the Department of Defense, which seems pretty excessive for a screenwriter who wrote Raw Deal. (laughs) Like, why were they there? Why were they there? And why were they talking to his fifth model wife? I know. Like... (laughs) Like, she's going to be like, well, actually, let me tell you. Let me tell you about that. That's Um, very true. And then also, like, his Wikipedia page, first of all, I went to his Wikipedia thinking, like, what are they going to say? Because, I mean, it's not like Wikipedia is, like, God, but Wikipedia usually has quite a bit of information. Sure. Let me read you his Wikipedia page. Gary DeVore was a Hollywood screenwriter best known for Raw Deal and his bizarre death in 1997. (laughs) 
That's all his Wikipedia page That's it. says. That's it. You can't open the tabs that say early life career. No, there what? is. There's like a thing that's like he also did Running Scared and he was friends with Tommy Lee Jones. Like that's it. But that's his actual Wikipedia page. They've erased everything. They've erased everything. Also, a documentary was made about it in which the investigator. From what I haven't seen it, obviously, but from what I understand, the investigator kind of loses his mind in like the tinfoil hat conspiracy rabbit hole. When the original website for the documentary was launched, it was immediately taken down, and whoever did it removed all traces of the attack from the code so they could never track down who actually took the website down. The documentary filmmakers were approached by men claiming to be in the Department of Defense and were warned to drop it. The documentary is called The Writer with No Hands, and it's uh, <laughs> really good, clever. Obsessed. Keep an eye out for it to be streaming, and then call me immediately, because I would like to know more. Yes, me too. Yeah. I need to dig into Gary that. Gary DeVore, everybody. What the hell? Didn't know a damn thing about no that. No hands. What? No hands, McGregor. Where are his hands? Where are the hands? And what were the other hands, hands in the car? <laughs> I don't understand. Whose hands were in the car? Whose hands were in the car? Anyway, so that's all the time we have for uh, Keep It Weird, this little Holly Weird history for you guys. Um, what yes. episode was our original Holly Weird episode? Like, like what number? Yeah. You know I never did that. 42. Oh, Holly Weird. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Feel free Ritson, to listen to it. Google Play. All we're everywhere. Things. I was going to say join us next week. Join us next week. We'll be at home. Just say um, that to Pam. <laughs> say bye, Pam. Pam. Thank you so much for later. listening. Thank you so much for joining today and supporting Ariel and the Swallows Flight. Hi, honey. Woo! Yay. And also another round of applause for your angry neighborhood feminist. Yay. Yay. Love it. Love it. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. We have a Patreon page. We have a website that I don't know the address to. Um, and uh, just Google Keep It Weird. It might pop up. It might not. I actually don't think it pops up. Cool. We don't have time for this. Have a really wonderful day and keep, keep it weird. weird. Thank you. for sure leaving an entire swimming pool in this chair. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. A podcast that explores the world through our personal feminist perspectives. Join us twice a week as we discuss the news of the day and answer such questions as... What is it like to come out to unsupportive parents? Is Disney a problematic fave? What's an incel? Is Topanga Lawrence the Yoda of our time? Sure is. (laughs) And Keegan, do we get everything right 100% of the time? Hell no, Madigan. We're always learning and growing and more than open to correcting ourselves. Okay, by the way, we also use bad words. This is your explicit language warning. Sorry. Tune into your Angry Neighborhood Feminist on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we encourage you to to rage rage on. on.